0: Okay, today I'm gonna try a new idea that I've been thinking about for a while, and I'm gonna call it Songs That Changed Everything for me. There have been certain songs over the years that have had a profound and undeniable influence on the music that I would wind up making myself in the future. So the first song that I've decided to talk about is a song that probably is the best example of a song that changed everything for me. And that song is called The Garden of Delight. And it's written by The Mission UK on their album God's Own Medicine. Now, The Mission had released two different versions of this song. The first version was on God's Own Medicine... And that's the version that I'm going to talk about today. The second version was on their album after that, called The First Chapter. God's Own Medicine was an album that had several songs on it that I can talk about. And I probably eventually will in future episodes of Snowflake 33. But today I'm going to talk about The Garden of Delight. Okay, the year was 1986. 1986. And it was the last day of my freshman year of high school. It was literally the day before summer vacation started. And the night prior to that, a friend of mine named Marlene and I agreed that we would hook up after school and we would kick off the summer together. Now, I want to explain to you a couple things about Marlene. Marlene or Molly, as she preferred to be called back then, was a very interesting person because she had her own style. She was extremely creative and intelligent and very funny. She had a very unique sense of humor. She was physically beautiful and just had a great personality, a very engaging personality. But Marlene was also one of these people in my life who always seemed to be tuned into new music. Almost every time I ever saw her, she was listening to some musical group that I was totally unfamiliar with and had never even heard of before. Some groups that come to mind that she introduced me to um, are like Throwing Muses, uh, Wire, uh, Mary Hoy and Friends, uh, Susie and the Banshees Bauhaus and she also liked The Mission UK she was my touchstone she was the fountain of new music in my life at that time now in my life there have been maybe 5 or 10 people that were like Marlene in the sense that they turned me on to new music and Marlene was definitely one of those people And like I was saying, it's the last day of school. I come out of the school building at the end of my last day of my freshman year. Molly's waiting for me in her car. She had this little punk rock gray Chevette. It was great. And I jump into the car, and right when she starts the car up, the very first song that's playing on her stereo is The Garden of Delight by The Mission U.K., now as soon as the music started my first impression was just how different that it sounded right away it didn't sound like anything else that i had ever heard it still does even now when i listen to it now at that time most of the music that i liked was hard rock or heavy metal and I was a drummer, you know, so a lot of the music that I was into at that time was usually geared towards drummers, and heavy metal had a plethora of awesome drummers. And all of that was really what kind of steered my tastes at that time. So having somebody like Molly, you know, introducing me to new stuff was like, ugh, it was like such a great opportunity. I don't think I even realized it then as much as I do now, Molly kind of opened me up to a whole new world of music, maybe more than anyone else ever really did, because her tastes were so different from mine, that uh, it was a revelation almost every time she played me something. I didn't always like everything that she played for me. So when she played me the Garden of Delight for the first time, was the first time I ever heard a Mission UK song. It sounded so different from anything else that I had heard at that time. And the reason that it was so unique was because what the Mission UK had done was remove the contemporary instrumentation from the song that is, you know... Drums, bass, guitars, keyboards, those kinds of things, and they had replaced them with classical instruments. It sounds to me like the Mission used like, a string quartet on this piece of music, but they may have used an orchestra, I'm not sure. And it wasn't this big like, cinematic, you know, movie soundtrack kind of orchestra sound. It sounded like a small group of string players in a room just recording to the singer Wayne Hussey's voice. And I can't remember too many times when I was that excited about hearing something. It was that new and that fresh and that different. And it sounded so good. The rhythm of the song was actually coming from the cello like the the chucks on the cello were providing the rhythm of the song, kind of like Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles, except in this song there were no contemporary instruments at all. there weren't any drums or bass, guitar or vocals. it was only these classical instruments now scattered throughout this mix were these really sparse piano lines. The piano wasn't being played all through the song. It was only these very sparse and tasty piano lines that seemed to be placed in just the perfect spot, like right where they needed to be. Like, excellent production and very tastefully Performed. Another thing about the Garden of Delight that I got really excited about was the lyrical style of Wayne Hussey. Um, he was a very poetic songwriter. He had a very broad use of language. Uh, you could tell that he's probably well-read. Um, very interesting, poetic, uh, dramatic, and serious. Lyrics. Uh, He wasn't silly or goofy or, uh, you know, singing about going to a party or something like that. It was always, like, um, just very dramatic and very tastefully done. uh, His choice of words and uh, how he delivered them. In my opinion, Wayne Hussey, the singer from the Mission UK, is probably one of the most underrated singer songwriters of his generation his writing was exceptional and his singing voice was exceptional as well as a singer his range was very broad he was able to go from like a whisper to a scream and he was able to project and have power behind his voice and passion behind his voice and then other times be very subtle and low-key, almost to a whisper. His range as a singer was something that really impressed me, it still does. I still get excited just talking about it because he's that good of a singer. Just a very tasteful singer-songwriter. And I've heard once from a very successful singer-songwriter that it's kind of like a rule of thumb when you're a singer-songwriter and you're sitting down to work, you're sitting down to write a song. The second verse should be stronger than your first verse, okay? And in this song, The Garden of Delight, the second verse is definitely stronger than the first verse. But what's interesting about it is that the music behind the voice actually drops down. You have the first verse, you have the first chorus, then you have the second verse, and all of the music drops down to a lower dynamic range. While his vocals become more intense and his lyrics become more intense, that second verse creates like this tension underneath his voice, and it's almost his voice a cappella. And the overall effect of that is really interesting to me. It goes by really quick. Like, if you're not paying attention, you can miss it. But it's actually pretty exciting songwriting, at least in my opinion. And then, you know, you go into the second chorus and the the music swells back up to the full mix and all the elements are present. And then... We go into the middle eight section, and the music changes again. The musicians playing kind of switch gears, and the effect of that kind of makes the song kind of feel almost like it's a different tempo, and they totally change the feel of the song. It's very dreamy, kind of... almost sensual that middle 8 section. Now, after that middle 8 section in the Garden of Delight, that really cinematic 8 bars of music, we come back to the 3rd verse, which now all of the elements come into the mix, full tilt boogie, 3rd verse, the lyrics are even more intense, the vocals are even more intense than the 1st or 2nd verse, and it's this very dramatic effect of what he's doing with his voice and what the music is doing behind him it rises with him and then the third chorus starts and the chorus repeats twice and the music gets even more intense for the two choruses at the end of the song and then the song just stops it doesn't do this long fade-out like you would get from a soundtrack or something, it just all of a sudden halts to a stop, and the music resolves to this nice, tidy, tight ending, and the song is over. Now, there's a lot of action in this song in just three and a half minutes, and I kind of imagine that they probably spent a lot of time thinking about this. It's so well done. Now, like I said earlier, there were two versions of The Garden of Delight by The Mission UK. There were two separate versions. One was released on God's Own Medicine, the second was released on the first chapter. And while I like most of the music that The Mission UK made, I still prefer The Garden of Delight from. The God's Own Medicine album over the second version of it. The second version was a little more rock-oriented, drums, bass, guitar, and singing, and it just didn't appeal to me as much, or it wasn't as interesting to me as the first version. Now, you're welcome to listen to both versions of the song and decide for yourself. I'll provide a link for you for both versions of the song in the description for the video that concludes my description of the song the garden of delight by the mission uk a song that changed everything for me so for now this is mike bostwick signing off and remember folks if you want to keep what you've got you've got to give it away take it easy